for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now, what would you say if you meet God in person? I know that a question underlies implications that we can't meet God uh, at this moment. We have to meet God when we are in heaven because all those living, if they meet God right now, we will all die because of His great holiness. But without that implication, if you had the opportunity to meet God, I mean, what would you say? I mean, what would you enjoy and benefit from being God? I think in His presence, by the power of the Holy Spirit, most of us would agree and concur that when you meet the presence of God, that you will most likely say, I am humbled because I thought I knew, but you have disclosed to me a great understanding and wisdom and mystery that I never thought. I think those are the most instances that we can testify that happens in worship, in prayer, and in this uh, theophany that we experience. Because we approach God asking questions and seeking answers. And most oftentimes we would say, I thought I knew, but I did not. You're the one who provides wisdom. I think that's what's happening with today's passage with the story of Job. He thought he knew. He thought he could question God of proving of his innocence. He sought for a mediator to prove his case. But in the end, when he met God, he's there standing before him in silence, saying, I have no words to say. I thought I knew, but I do not. So as we take a look in today's passage, I hope that this speaks to all of us. Because before God's theophany, this is what happens to all of us. Let's take a look. Job chapter 40, verses 1 through 5. The Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. So in a short passage today, we see a question that stands out. After this series of questions that God asked Job to answer, now he asked a final question to bring Job to him to answer him. It says in verse 2, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. So what's the issue here? It's the fact that Job was trying to prove his innocence and seeking for a mediator. He thought he could question God and ask him, I think you're doing wrong. There's something wrong that you're doing, God. And I know that I'm innocent because I kept my religiosity before you. I burned sacrifice for every sin that I did and I may have committed before you. That's how, how I managed my righteousness before you. And I wanted to prove my innocence. That was the issue before God. Why? Because God said in the beginning of his uh, uh, dialogue, who is it that obscures my plan without knowledge, with words without knowledge? 
And the plan for God was this, to prove Job's righteousness. Why? Because God already declared Job righteous in the beginning. The only matter was for time being for him to be proven righteous. After all this testing that Satan brings, but also his friends brings to Job. But in light of that, what we figure out is that Job, after hearing this question, he responds this in verse 4 and 5. It says, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. He knows that after all these strings of questions, especially with verse 2, that he stands before God humbled because he has no answer to give. Not only was he not involved in God's creation, but also with the accusation that he thought he could give to God, he figures out that there's nothing that he could prove God wrong. So in light of this, what we can figure out is that in the confrontation of God, in presence of God, like I mentioned in the beginning, most often times we are humbled by God's presence. We say we thought we knew, but after meeting God, after by the grace of God, we find that we have no clue. The same thing happens in the book of Matthew chapter 16, where Peter says to Jesus that you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. This is what Jesus says. This was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Most of the things that we think we knew from experience, from our intellectual ability, Jesus says, those things are revealed by my Father to you as a blessing for you to enjoy. Same thing for here as well for Job. You thought you knew. You thought you should prove your innocence before me. But Job, you didn't have to because I already declared you righteous. I already have a plan to prove you righteous. No Satan, no human beings could ever prove me wrong that I declared you righteous. That was God's plan. Same thing for us. We whom receive Jesus' grace of salvation, where God declares us righteous by the blood of Christ Jesus, we no longer have to prove our holiness and righteousness before God. It is God who Himself does this for all of us. It's a blessing to us. It's a gift. We do not repentance no longer of our sins anymore because you're righteous, but rather, just like Job does, we repent of our lack of knowledge. So within God's presence and His blessing of His, His grace of meeting us, what we can say before Him is this, God, I thought I knew. I thought I could manage all this. I thought I had all this in control, but yet I find before Your greatness and majesty that I lack knowledge. I am without understanding. I am lacking wisdom. You are the one who leads me to full understanding and wisdom and grace. And there we see in Luke chapter 12, verse 11, 12, where it encourages us. These are Jesus' words. When they bring you before the synagogue, where all the elders and the wise men are studying the law and the scripture, and the rulers who can decide right and wrong for you, and the authority who governs your life, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. So we keep silent. Why? We govern our lips 
for the Lord to speak through us. So basically, Job's answer to God was an apology, saying, I'm sorry, Lord, I thought I knew. I think likewise we do the same before the Lord in His presence. In all greatness and all wonder before Him, we stand awestruck. And we are mesmerized by His greatness and His understanding that guides us. The wisdom that He gives us in our life to navigate our life. And in that blessing, we say, sorry, Lord, I thought I had it in control, but you're the one who's in full control of my life. So I hope that you also enjoy that blessing that God grants in your life as you surrender and submit to you in humbleness, saying that you are the one who leads me. Let us pray. Father, Lord, I ask for your grace and mercy in our life. You are a compassionate Lord where you guide us even though we think we know everything. We offer you our apology for thinking that we knew everything, for there is still a heavenly ministry that we still do not know, but only by your grace that is disclosed to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord God, bless us with wisdom and understanding. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Sing your soul, lifting up our God and stepping in closer. See Jesus.